Lung cancer is one of the most common cancers in the world and has a very low survival rate, partly due to many patients being diagnosed only once their disease has reached an advanced stage. Screening programs for high-risk populations are a possible solution to this problem, as it would help to identify more lung cancer cases when they are in early stages and are therefore more treatable. Currently, only the US has recommended guidelines for lung cancer screening. The US Preventive Services Task Force recommends yearly lung cancer screening with low-dose CT scans for people who are between 50 to 80 years old, have a 20-pack year or more smoking history, and either currently smoke or have quit within the last 15 years. Screening is not recommended for people who have other health issues that would prevent them from undergoing treatment for lung cancer. The American Society for Clinical Oncology, ASCO, has slightly different recommendations for who should be screened. They recommend yearly low-dose CT scans for people who are between 55 and 74 years old, have a 30-pack year or more smoking history, and either currently smoke or have quit within the last 15 years. In Europe and the UK, there are currently no widespread screening programmes or guidelines, although there is growing pressure for these to be implemented. The recent report published by the UK Lung Cancer Consortium, The Route Back to 25 by 25, recommends various strategies to improve lung cancer survival in the UK. It emphasises the benefits of screening for lung cancer in high-risk populations and strongly recommends that a national screening programme should be implemented. There are some disadvantages to screening programmes. A key limitation is that the implementation of national programmes can be very expensive. Additionally, there is the admittedly small risk of false positives and overdiagnosis, leading to patients undergoing unnecessary further testing and treatment. At the British Thoracic Oncology Group, BTOG, conference in 2022 in January, we spoke to Dr Frank McCoffin from the University of Cambridge about the evidence behind using low-dose CT scans in a widespread screening programme. I suppose the, the first thing to say is that we have got randomised controlled trial evidence that low-dose CT screening on both sides of the Atlantic reduces lung cancer-specific mortality. And uh, in the UK, there's been a huge explosion in specific trials, um, which uh, recruit people into screening trials. So um, I'm thinking of the Summit trial and the Yorkshire Lung Screening trial and the work in Liverpool and Nottingham. But in addition, there are um, areas that NHS England have sponsored in multiple locations, uh, the lung health check, and that's based on, on really the fantastic work that's come out of Manchester showing how effective that um, can be. And so the, the, the real challenge, I think, currently with respect to CT screening in this country is getting it approved by the National Screening Committee. So currently, we do not have a national screening program, and there are an awful lot of there's an awful lot of effort being put in to really um, ask the question: Is it now time? Uh, and certainly, the groundswell of opinion at BTOG was that uh, you know that time has come, uh, and um, we're particularly interested in reducing lung cancer specific mortality. And and it seems to me that. Um, that, that now is the time. Several large trials have been carried out over the last two decades, investigating how effective screening programmes are at reducing lung cancer mortality. The biggest of these was the US National Lung Screening Trial, which compared low-dose CT scans with chest x-rays 
to see which was a more effective screening method for those at high risk of lung cancer, essentially which one resulted in the biggest reduction in mortality. The trial involved more than 53,000 participants and was conducted from 2002 to 2011. The eligibility criteria were that participants must be between 55 and 74 years old, have a 30-pack year smoking history, and either currently smoke or have quit within the last 15 years. Participants were randomly assigned to receive three annual screens, either from low-dose helical CT or from a chest x-ray. The primary endpoint was the number of lung cancer deaths, with a median follow-up time of 6.5 years. The trial reported 17.6 deaths per 1,000 participants among those who received low-dose CT scans, compared to 20.7 per 1,000 among those who received a standard chest x-ray. This equals a 15-20% to 20% reduction in risk of dying from lung cancer if low-dose CT scans are used, compared to chest x-rays. The Nelson trial was conducted in Europe and compared the mortality rates of primarily male patients who underwent screening via volume CT scans with those who had no screening. More than 13,000 men between the ages of 50 and 74 took part, along with over 2,500 women. They were randomly assigned to either undergo four CT scans at the start of the trial, year one, year three and year 5.5, or have no screening, with a minimum follow-up of 10 years. The trial showed a significant reduction in lung cancer mortality among participants who underwent screening with volume CT scans. There were 2.5 deaths per 1,000 person years in the screening arm, compared to 3.3 deaths per 1,000 person years in the control arm. This is despite there being a higher incidence of lung cancer in the screening arm than the control arm, 5.58 cases per 1,000 person years compared to 4.91 cases respectively. The UK Lung Cancer Screening Study compared lung cancer mortality rates in participants who received a single low-dose CT scan with those who underwent no screening. 4,055 participants between the ages of 50 to 75 years took part in the trial. The primary endpoint was the number of deaths due to lung cancer and there was an average follow-up of seven years. 86 participants in the screening arm were diagnosed with lung cancer compared to 75 in the control arm. In terms of deaths, 30 patients in the screening arm died from lung cancer, compared to 46 patients in the control arm. The results from this trial further support the evidence from the Nelson and US National Lung Screening Trials that lung cancer screening with low-dose CT scanning significantly reduces lung cancer mortality among high-risk populations. As those three trials have shown, low-dose helical CT scans are a highly recommended choice for lung cancer screening programmes, and are currently recommended by the US Preventive Services Task Force. However, there are also other screening methods being investigated, especially in the area of biomarkers and ctDNA. We spoke to Dr. Luis Montuenga from the Clinica Universidad de Navarra in Pamplona, Spain, at the European Lung Cancer Congress 2022 about the use of biomarkers in lung cancer screening. This is a field that is ex extremely active in the last uh, uh, years, we have many candidates, good candidates uh, in terms of molecular markers that can be found basically in blood, but also in other fluids, biological fluids, and uh, measured. And they can inform us about basically two uh, aspects that are very relevant in the in the area of lung cancer screening. One, biomarkers can help us to um, uh, refine 
risk uh, levels of individuals uh, that should go or not into a screening trial. Um, so the eligibility uh, criteria. There are some other models out there, basically based on um, variables, clinical variables or exposure variables. And we would add these biomarkers um, found in, mainly in blood. And the other aspect uh, is once an individual has gone into a screen trial, there are many of them, or well, a number of them, a proportion of them, that uh, in which the uh, nodules are found in their lungs. And uh, most of them are not cancer. And, so, and many of them are of indeterminate nature in terms of risk of having a lung cancer. So uh, biomarkers could help to characterize, to better characterize the risk of malignancy of these nodules. Uh, so we can stratify individuals that are of low risk, of high risk and intermediate risk uh, based on the on these biomarkers. Biomarkers can be proteins circulating in the blood, can be um, mutations in the circulating DNA and others, uh, and others that have been uh, proposed. At the British Thoracic Oncology Group, BTOG, conference in 2022 in January, we also spoke to Dr Frank McCoffin from the University of Cambridge about the potential of ctDNA in lung cancer screening and diagnosis. You know, my talk was about early detection, and it may be that early detection is one of the most challenging areas. But certainly what is very clear is that um, using the uh, newer platforms, target um, amplicon sequencing or uh, whole genome sampling uh, uh, with low coverage across the whole genome, looking for effectively aneuploidy in the blood, one can detect the vast, vast majority of stage three and stage four tumors. Now, the implication of that is that one can then follow um, response to therapeutic intervention using these markers. And, and the, the, um, the evidence is emerging that, for example, in the perioperative phase, when individuals um, who are undergoing surgery for earlier stage disease may have evidence of circulating tumor DNA at the time of surgery, then those individuals, compared to the, the ones where there is no readily detected circulating tumor DNA, there's a hint that that may have a prognostic impact. So in other words, the fact that you've got circulating tumor DNA detectable at those earliest stages may indicate that you're at a higher risk for relapse. We also spoke to Professor Samreen Ahmed of the Royal Free Hospital School of Medicine in London at BTOG 2022 about the use of liquid biopsy in lung cancer screening and the importance of catching lung cancer early. You know, the world's moving on very quickly um, from lots of uh, personalised medicine with tissue sampling of cancer. We're now on to what's called liquid biopsy, and that's looking at circulating a DNA, which is shed from the tumour in patient's bloodstream. Um, so the volume of the tumour initially, uh, volume of the DNA isolated initially um, had a prognostic significance in outcome for patients, and now we're at a point where we're able to really analyze this very carefully and look at mutations that the cancer is um, 
being driven by. And that's really the uh, tip of the iceberg, I think. And now we're now seeing that the liquid um, uh, biopsy platforms are being introduced into the screening arena and that picking up patients um, in parallel to maybe CT screening for lung cancer could really be a possibility. And I think that this technology is only going to get better and cheaper and more effective. And so therefore, this really opens um, the whole arena up to picking up cancers uh, at an earlier stage, even if patients have advanced disease. I'm a real believer, actually, that that, that if um, patients get to us for therapy earlier, they're able to be better um, at receiving the treatment, but also tolerating the treatment. So not only is it important to pick these patients up at an earlier stage, it's also important to pick them up earlier, no matter what stage, so that you can introduce those treatments before they become too symptomatic. And that's been the main problem in lung cancer all along, is that patients decline really quickly as they progress with their cancer, and therefore they sometimes don't even have any treatment for lung cancer. So, uh, you know, I think this can be used in cancers where they are difficult to detect um, and are picked up late. And we know that 50% of lung cancers are picked up in advanced stage in a non-curative setting. So it's really important that not only we advance this technology into picking up earlier stage cancers, but also picking up patients who perhaps would be for treatment if they were diagnosed earlier, even though they may not have curative disease. The general consensus from many academics and clinicians is that lung cancer screening is an effective tool for reducing mortality. The UKLCC's report, the Route Back to 25 by 25, outlines their recommendations for improving survival rates from lung cancer in the UK. A key recommendation is the implementation of a national screening programme for high-risk people, which they emphasise would have a big impact on lung cancer survival rates. Steps are currently being made in the right direction, with lung health checks for high-risk populations gradually being rolled out across England. At the European Lung Cancer Congress 2022, we spoke to Professor Matej Oudkirk from the University of Groningen in the Netherlands about an upcoming European study which will look at the best ways to implement lung cancer screening. That are the, the key points. Now, at the moment, we, we have enough uh, scientific proof that take 20 years to prove that indeed with early detection you can uh, reach a mortality reduction more than 20%. So in the two main powered studies, so the Nelson study and the NLST, the American and the European study, those two studies are the only two that are powered enough. So there are many, many other studies, but their outcomes have not enough power to prove that there is mortality reduction by early detection of lung cancer. So that is, I think, the moment where we stand. And um, yeah, lately, last year, the U.S. task force, the, the U.S. preventive task force, has decided to uh, change their recommendations because of those outcomes of the Nelson study that we published in the New England Journal of Medicine. And they uh, regarded the uh, advice was that there was moderate evidence for the implementation of lung cancer screening in the U.S., of course, 
And now they changed it on, uh, yeah, because of the Nelson outcomes that there is now enough evidence and they recommended too high. So now precisely one year ago in March, they, uh, they came out with this uh, recommendation and they literally uh, also referred to the uh, publication in the New England about the Nelson data. And there they, they said the recommendation for implementation is now high to implement it. So now they are really starting in the US and they are also at the moment um, uh, reimbursing lung cancer screening. So we are not that far here. So Medicare is uh, reimbursing um, lung cancer screening for the Americans that are eligible, of course, uh, to uh, do early detection uh, of uh, lung cancer screening. But in Europe, we are not that far. So, uh, yeah, one of the major uh, uh, things that we will state is that we are now on the brink at the moment to start implementation. And uh, this year, so that is more or less a follow-up of the Nelson study. At BTOG 2022, we spoke to Dr. Neil Navani from the Royal College of Physicians in London about strategies to improve lung cancer screening and diagnosis in the next few years. So today I presented some of the data from the National Lung Cancer Audit that um, highlighted, I think, some of the challenges that lung cancer services have really experienced uh, due to the uh, due to the pandemic. And what I think is important is what we were doing in 2019 prior to the pandemic that showed that uh, uh, better outcomes for patients. Whereas in 2020, we've taken a, a significant step back, unfortunately. What I would love to see going forward is um, re-establishment of some of the real key initiatives that were shown to be working uh, for our lung cancer patients. So the things that I think um, would make the most significant difference would be the implementation of lung cancer screening. Um, we know the evidence for low-dose CT screening is, uh, is strong from the UKLS, from Nelson, uh, from the National Lung Screening Trial, from combining all of that data. We know that uh, there's a significant reduction in mortality um, for our lung cancer patients uh, with low-dose CT screening. It's really important that we... Um, uh, that we implement that. If low-dose CT screening was a drug, it would have been licensed a long time ago and we would be using it. So we just need to uh, work on implementing it. To be fair, NHS England have upped their rollout of the lung health check program and it's good to see that that is uh, gathering pace and that we have screening sites now uh, due to be set up in every cancer alliance around the country. I think screening is uh, a real important uh, part of the solution. I think there needs to be ongoing emphasis on um, symptomatic patients as well. So early detection of those patients by promoting um, uh, people's knowledge of lung cancer and ongoing awareness campaigns that in the past have shown to be uh, to be successful. So we need to we, we need to promote those, and we need to encourage uh, alliances and trusts and CCGs to work together uh, to deliver um, earlier diagnosis. Another piece of data I presented today was. Uh, the proportion of patients diagnosed via uh, emergency presentation. And that currently in 2020 was 35%. Even before the pandemic, it was 31%. So this is patients who are so unwell that end up in a crisis and end up in hospital 
uh, with lung cancer. We need to do more for these patients. So we need to uh, design and investigate and implement interventions that are going to reduce the uh, emergency presentation rate for patients with lung cancer. We then have a whole raft of newer treatments, exciting new targeted therapies, combinations of immunotherapy with radiotherapy and surgery. These are fantastic innovations, all of which are going to move the needle of, of lung cancer outcomes further as well. Um, so I think there's a um, variety of um, different uh, strategies that I think we can employ um, to improve uh, lung cancer outcomes uh, going forward. Lung cancer screening has been shown to significantly reduce the risk of mortality among high-risk populations and has been heavily recommended by healthcare professionals across the field. The next steps, especially in Europe and the UK, are to implement effective widespread screening programmes which hopefully should improve survival rates from one of the cancers which causes the most deaths worldwide.